Welcome to episode 146 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at Three of a Kind, Season 6, Episode 22, original air date of May 2nd, 1999. The IMDb user score has risen from 8.1 to 8.2 out of 10 following the marathon, so not a huge difference, but a very high and strong score to begin with. And the action primarily takes place in Nevada. The writers are Vince Gilligan and John Scheiben, who we've heard of many times before and we'll hear from again. It was directed by Brian Spicer. This is his first time directing an episode of The X-Files, and actually his only X-Files episode. Although his resume prior to this also included directing 21 episodes of Parker Lewis Can't Lose, six episodes of Sequest DSV, and two of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., including the pilot, as well as a couple of feature films, most notably Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie and McHale's Navy. Following this, he would go on to direct episodes of Harsh Realm and six episodes of The Lone Gunman spinoff. So the fact that he doesn't return to the main series it's probably not that they weren't happy with him, it's just that they realized, yeah, he's a really good fit for this, this particular cast of characters. He is mainly a TV director and is still working. He's got 68 credits to his name, including a credit directing 34 episodes of the new Hawaii Five-0. This is a very Lone Gunman-centric episode. It's a sequel to Unusual Suspects from Season 5, and here they're at a defense contractor convention looking for Suzanne Modeski and whatever else they can get when they do eventually find her and call Scully in for help. In the process of the investigation, they learn that she's romantically involved with Grant Ellis, a character whose name I wonder if is perhaps a possible reference to Grant Morrison and Warren Ellis, two comic writers who were just coming into popularity at the time. Ellis is another Department of Defense worker. Her mind-control drug has been perfected, and she thinks that she and Ellis are going to get married and reveal it to the world. Instead, it becomes a tool used to create assassins, because Grant has betrayed her. The Lone Gunman's friends Timmy the Geek and Jimmy the Deek are two of the ones working to help get the information out, but we learn that Timmy is actually an undercover government operative, and he uses the drug first to kill Jimmy by forcing him to commit suicide, and then when he gives it to Scully so that she forgets what she discovers in the autopsy about the injection evidence, she also acts like she's pretty heavily drunk and becomes a Vegas party girl who's playing up to the crowds, including one Morris Fletcher in a brief cameo. Timmy the Geek also uses his fake friendship with Langley to make him the fall guy and set him up to be the assassin of Suzanne Modeski. But the lone gunmen figure it out, and they actually play against expectations, convincing people that, yes, Modeski really is dead, so that she has a new life and a, a chance to truly be free while injecting Timmy the Geek with this stuff to make him take the blame for everything. The guest cast... In addition to the returning lone gunman actors, we have Signe Coleman returning as Suzanne Mazeski, and Michael McKean returning in his third of four X-Files appearances. He's also going to be in one episode of The Lone Gunman. 
We've got the late Charles Rocket as Grant Ellis. He's also known for Dumb and Dumber, Dances with Wolves, Shortcuts, Hocus Pocus, Saturday Night Live, and a lot of genre voice acting in the Timverse animated series. John Billingsley plays Timmy the Geek. He's got 155 acting credits to his name, but is probably best known to a lot of current audiences as Dr. Phlox on Star Trek Enterprise. Jim Fife plays Jimmy the Geek. It's his first episode of The X-Files, and even though he is run over by a bus and autopsied, the actor will return in both The X-Files and in The Lone Gunman spinoff. He's also known for his work in The Frighteners and Dark Shadows. Overall, it's an entertaining episode that continues The Lone Gunman centric portion of the arc, so not so much the alien invasion, but more the government conspiracy with mind control, starting to build mythology that's unique to them, and not really under what Mulder and Scully generally investigate. It does have a lot of comedic moments, especially when Scully's under the influence of the mind control drug. It gives Gillian Anderson a rare chance to show her comedy chops. David Duchovny has almost no involvement in this episode. He obviously recorded some dialogue, but in the context of the story, that's the lone gunman faking his voice with a synthesizer to trick Scully into coming out to help them. For which, for Huggy's right, she is going to kick their asses, or at least that's the promise she makes when she realizes what's happened at the end. As far as the science is concerned, mind control is a thing, but not to this degree. There are inhibition inhibitors that can get people to do things that are somewhat out of character and make them very suggestible, but for the most part, they are not suggestible to only a single source. And they do have other visible symptoms that were not necessarily exhibited here. So it's one of those cases where, yeah, there's a thing like this, but not what we see here. All in all, it is one of the better comedic episodes. And it's a nice one leading up to the end of the season. We've got two episodes left in season six before we take another look at an X-Files spoof episode of Babylon 5 Crusade and then return for season seven. So please join us again in two weeks time when we discuss Field Trip. Thank you for listening.